I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. <laughs> Sound the alarm, Isaac. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. It's an emergency pod, Isaac Harris. Dwight Powell. Wow. What, what a day in history. Congrats, my man. Monumental day. You know, uh, my son is almost uh, eight months old now, and when he gets in history class, he's going to open up the textbooks. And flipping through, and there's going to be all these key moments in history. And there there it is. Dwight Powell, he gets hot from three. I mean, it's a monumental day in, in history. Five made threes. Dwight Powell. We we said at the time, it was a couple, a couple of weeks ago, if Dwight Powell ever hits five threes in a game, we'll do an emergency pod. Here it is, the emergency pod. This is it. This is it right now. Um I'm sorry, it's just a normal pod. But still, <laughs> it's going to say emergency in the title, though, so it makes it an emergency pod. <laughs> uh, it's an emergency pod because Dwight Powell, I mean, what a what a success story that he has been over the past few weeks. You know, since he's had an incredible past few weeks, that means he could be like the most improved player of the award, right? I mean, he could win it. <laughs> I mean, because if you have a really good past you know, few weeks or something, that, that puts you in the conversation for any main award. I was, Man, that's you, good. I was just gonna let you sit on that one. That's good logic, right? I mean, that's what a lot of people is having right now. I mean, all right. Today on the podcast, what we're gonna talk about is we'll talk about the tank standings a little bit. There's a little tankathon action. I've been visiting the site recently after these last awful games. We will briefly talk about the game against the Nets. We'll talk about Dirk at the very end with some some late game forty point loss heroics. And then uh, Isaac claims that he has a hot take. We'll, de- we'll decide over on this side if, he, if the take is actually hot or not. We'll determine the level of spice. And then we're going to talk about our awards picks. We did our playoff picks from the beginning of the season a while ago, and now we're going to get into what our uh, picks were for MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved, and Coach of the Year. We made these before the season, so we're going to revisit those, talk about them, and try and figure out which ones were terrible and which ones are actually pretty good. So... Isaac, the tank standings right now. Ooh. So the Dallas Mavericks lose tonight, obviously. Lose, lose in quite, I don't know, insane fashion. <laughs> giving At one point, down 44 points to the Brooklyn Nets. Who, by the way, the Brooklyn Nets were like, they're 5-10 and 10 in their last 15 games. They were, they were not playing well as of late. But now that they get this win at home... Uh, Richard Jefferson on the broadcast, which I, I said glowing things about the broadcast. I was talking up Ian Eagle. I was going to say, Je- you really built them up on yesterday's podcast, and then you just obliterated them on Twitter. I was building them up, and then they said they called Maxi Kleba. They called him Moxie the entire game, and even did the Moxie pun, like, oh, it takes a lot of Moxie to blah, blah, blah. And then Richard Jefferson, I posted a video of this on my Twitter, Richard Jefferson called Maxi Kleba Kluber. He said, listen, Kluber, Kluber has just been, they've been taking it to him all night. Then he called Dorian Finney-Smith Finley Smith. He said, Finley Smith over here, blah, blah, blah. And then he called Luka Doncic Luka Doncic, like with a T, Dont, Dont, 
Daunt oh, Chich. Man. I don't even know how to do that. Daunt Chich. Daunt. Dantich. Daunt. No, it was Dantich. That's what he said. Dantich. It was all over the place, man. I, Richard Jefferson said some good things, and Ian Eagle's a good broadcaster, but man, fire the dialect coach, everybody. Just just get rid of him. Bring in a That's new sad. guy. I like they, Richard Jefferson, too. They did pronounce solid measure correctly, though. So. Oh, really? Yes. The, you posted the video of the Kluber. 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 And I, I about died. Because he legit, he, it doesn't even, it's not even like he messed up where he no. said, like, Kluber, or, you know, like, oh. he just tripped over like, his words oh, or anything you know uh, you know kluber's having a long knife in there i'm like oh my gosh what are you? <laughs> he called him kluber so but anyway the the mavericks lose in this game so now they fall Whoa, no way they, yeah obviously they, they, they lost really bad one of the worst losses in recent memory i guess i guess it wasn't a 40 point loss the, was the worst memphis lo- loss or <laughs> worse than this one yeah the memphis loss is at home so that one's worse Tim McMahon, classic tweet, uh, tweeted out tonight and said... Uh, He's, this is his corner now. He, the Mavericks have lost uh, by a combined of 69 points over the past two games. Nice. Um, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I think the Memphis one was worse because I think they have more players that average fans uh, could not name. At least the Nets or are no, a playoff team. They have more players that average fans haven't heard of in like four years exactly like joe Noah and chandler parsons <laughs> yeah and like at least Avery at least Bradley. brooklyn at least brooklyn is a playoff team and they're like at least they're fun they have daniel russell and all that stuff but still they yeah there's some things going on right now for sure so the mavericks are now they're eighth in the tank standings right they're one they're right under washington with this loss and they're a game behind the washington wizards Isaac, he's do you saying, know? He's saying under as far as uh, we're going to reverse. Oh, the tank standings. standings. Right yeah, yeah. It's it's very the the pronouns are very hard, or the uh, the words are just very hard to try and figure out in front or behind or ahead. Or yes. we're talking about the tank standings, okay? So in the tank standings, the, the, so right now, who's first? For, first, right now is Phoenix. They're okay, thirteen and fifty-one. They're probably going to lose tonight against the. Did, the didn't Suns. they beat somebody the other Against the Suns. Then New York is next at thirteen and fifty. Then you go all the way down to Washington. They're twenty six and thirty seven. The Mavericks are twenty seven thirty six. Isaac Harris, do you know who the Mavericks play next? Only because I saw your tweet. <laughs> they play the Washington Wizards on on uh, Wednesday. So by the time maybe some of you are listening to this, the Mavericks could be tied in the tank standings with the Wizards, and then a game after that, they could move into sole possession of seventh place. Now we say all this because this is kind of the only thing that matters as far as Mavs games for the rest of the season. Yes, there's some development things here and there. Yes, there's some, you know, things. But as far as the wins and losses for the Mavericks, uh, I had somebody tweet me today and say the Mavericks are still trying to make a playoff push. That person is very delusional. There is just no way the Mavericks can make the playoffs at this point. Never say never, Nick. I, you know what, Justin Bieber? I'm definitely going to say never at this point, in this, at this juncture. Never. So the Mavericks- so who's six? If, if, if the Mavericks are at eight, Washington's at, at seven. seven. At Who's six at six? Is the Memphis Grizzlies at twenty-five and forty? And wow, they're, and we have two more games against Memphis, right? They're th- yes. The, the Mavericks are currently three games in front behind. However, you want to put that. Yeah, <laughs> um, they're three games away. Let's just say it like that: three games away from Memphis. Okay. So let's just say most most of all Mavs fans for the rest of the season, uh, for the next month, you're going to be tracking Grizzlies games. Wizards games, 
And then what? Who's right above, or who's ninth and tenth? Pelicans and Pelicans and Timberwolves. Yes. So those those four teams, I'm tracking. But don't don't do it too hard because the the chance of the Mavericks keep their pick does not change that significantly from from slot to slot. So let's just go no. through them. So right now the Mavericks are in the eighth spot in the tank standings. In the eighth spot, they have a 26.2 percent chance to keep their pick. Okay. If they move down to ninth. That goes down to a 20% chance. If they move all the way to 10th, that is a 13.9% chance. So that's a that's a pretty significant difference. That's about half from, yeah. from 8 to 10. If they can get to 7, they pass the Wizards in the tank standings. It goes up to 31.9. So 31.9 to 26.2, that's not that huge of a difference. Then, if they can get to 6th and pass the Grizzlies, whom they have a couple more games against, uh, a couple more games left against, like Isaac said... 37.2% chance to keep their pick. That's a, that's hmm. a decent that's a decent little little chunk of of ping pong balls right there that they can move up. So, there's still less than a 50% chance no matter what happens the rest of the way the Mavericks keep their pick. So, for all of you people that are on the on the tank race and are excited and like Isaac said are tracking these other teams games, don't don't get too into it cuz I don't want your heart to be hurting at the end cuz <laughs> there's just a very low chance that the Mavericks will keep their pick. So, but there you go. That's the that's the uh, the percentages. Thirty seven if they get to the sixth spot. Thirty one percent if they get to the seventh spot. Twenty six percent where they are right now. Twenty percent if they fall or if they win a couple more games and get to ninth. And then thirteen percent if they get to tenth and win some more games. So that's where they are in the tank standings. Just wanted to go through that at the top of the show. All right. When we come back, Isaac has a hot take that will blow all of our socks off. All right, Isaac. I've been waiting for this since you t- since you texted me earlier today. Give me your hot take, and I really hope it involves Dwight Powell. Oh, oh, it it does. Does it? Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready for this? The Mavericks are showcasing Dwight Powell, so he'll opt out and get more money. That's why they're starting him. That's why they're letting him shoot all the threes. That's all. The, I mean, is he, there a scenario in which he opts out and like these the this past month that other teams around the league are looking at it and saying, "Oh my gosh, his shot has come around," and now he's like a, a stretch five that boards and is athletic and everything, and it gets back to Dwight of you know what, we'll give you you know we'll give you three years, forty five, <laughs> you know we'll, we'll give you three or four year deal and stuff like that. At that point, does he opt out and get the money somewhere else? If someone's giving him three years, forty-five, he he just he doesn't even tell the Mavericks. He just signs the deal. Okay, okay, he just signs it. But I'm with you. I think that are the may- Mavs showcasing him? Yes. So that other teams will look <laughs> at him and say, "Wow, he is so improved." Let's get a little flyer in there that we'll pay him this summer. He's also the only one giving a crap down down at the end of these games, though. I mean, he he is the only one showing some effort. So whether okay, that is true, whether but. that is for contractual reasons or if the Mavericks are are pushing him along in that way, uh, I'm with you. I th- I think I agree. There's a reason why he's how, starting and not Maxi. How how would how would Mavs fans feel if he opted out and signed a long term deal for over ten a year with the Mavericks? Yes. They'd be upset. Not as upset as 2016, but they'd be upset. 
Listen, Dwight, I'm out, I'm joking. I'm having fun with it. Dwight has played really well over the past month or so. You know, his shooting recently has been good. I, I over I his still, last 14 games, Isaac, he's shooting okay, I still 53% need from three. Yeah, I, I still need more. For for you to say somebody has made a complete <laughs> turnaround in a three, like for his three, you got to have I mean a lot more than than those games. So. But, but he th- is playing th- really good, though. The thing that it is showing, though, is the thing we've been saying all along is that he hits these in practice. He's he's one of the best three point shooters in practice, mm-hmm. and it, this at least this hot stretch is showing that it is there, right? It is there, and just for some reason, at the beginning of the season, he just wasn't hitting them at all. Last year, what did he shoot? Like thirty three percent. Look, it wasn't terrible. And, and, he, and it's like we've talked about before. His form is amazing. Like his form's great. It looks good. He the hustles same every I mean, single there, time. <laughs> there's a reason why he's one of Rick Carlisle's like favorite players, and there's a reason why the organization loves him. He is just all class, super nice guy. Works his butt off, and you see him hustling. Works his butt off, and practice, like all that stuff. Like they can't praise him enough. So yeah, in 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 a perfect world. Even if he does opt in, that's great. Like, oh, if he's shooting threes, and I mean, if if he's hitting threes, if he's just, I mean, if he's a thirty-five percent three-point shooter, if he if he's respectable from three, and man, if he got up like thirty-eight, thirty-nine, uh, you know, coming off the bench at ten million a year, even as an expiring contract, if he opted in, hey, sign me up. I would be down for it. I mean, that, that he's solid, a solid guy to come off the bench for that price and that type of production. So. Absolutely. Not yeah. maybe at the three years, 40, 45 years talking about. But. <laughs> no, because when you think about the front court next year, you know, they've already traded away Spalding, which I saw Spalding, you know, got his, uh, well, uh, I think a two way deal for, with no, the I Suns. think it was a guaranteed deal for the rest of I mean, of the- a, yeah, a two year deal. I think it was a two year deal. He started as uh, a, started as a 10 day, right? And then he got a two year deal. Yeah, uh, which I I know him and his camp are excited about. Texting him about it when he first signed his first ten day about it, and uh, he was pumped for it. I'm super happy for him. Uh, I hope Phoenix gives him a lot of stretch, you know, a lot of run down the stretch. But if you think about it, they've already traded away Spalding. You know, Salah's on an expiring contract. If Dirk retires, um, then your front court immediately is looking at Porzingis coming back, and hopefully there's no restrictions injury wise, and Dwight and Maxi. Uh, but still, I mean that, well, I mean, Maxi's restricted. So yeah, the, the yeah. front court immediately has, I mean, if you want to go deeper into it, Porzingis and Maxi are restricted. Dwight Powell has a player yeah. option. Uh, so literally all the front court players are, uh, interesting. <laughs> There's no guaranteed front court players next year so far, except for somebody that was working out pregame tonight, who is on the road trip with the Mavericks Costas. Oh, can we get a coast to Costas? Can we just get a run? I'm a, yeah, I think uh, I think I think Brad tweeted out. Somebody else might have tweeted out. Uh, hopefully that we get some Costas run over the next few games. This road trip, uh, they're in Washington, and then I'm running a blank on who they play after Washington on Friday, but uh, it's another road trip game. So before they come home on Sunday to play Houston, Magic. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they'll play Washington, and it's this East Coast trip of. Brooklyn, Washington, and, and Orlando. So hopefully over these next few games, we get some uh, Costas minutes. That'd be fun, especially against the Magic. Yeah. Also, you know what would, what would add to the spice of the end of the season I was thinking about? I saw this report earlier today that Lakers might look into adding another center, and I saw like Gortat mentioned for them, and that Jeez. means they might have to like wave somebody, 
We mentioned it the other day. Just go ahead and bring Tyson back. You're going to wave Tyson. If they wave Tyson, bring him back. We said it on the pod the other day of saying, man, a cheaper option, if he was willing to come back, and he was willing to come back to Dallas, that's all on like Tyson, would that not add some like fun to the rest of the season of bringing Tyson back? Uh, yeah, to... and all the photos with Dirk and stuff. Are sure. I don't think yeah. the Lakers would do that. but They're going to roster Tyson and Gortat? They need somebody that's like a mature adult. Oh, uh, yeah. Sign Mello. At least one. They need at least one. <laughs> somebody that's allowed to drink. I kind of feel bad for Tyson now because like, Tyson was brought in earlier in the season and it looked like he was going to be this glue veteran guy that's going to bring the young guys and everybody together and they're all this stuff. And then it just <laughs> went completely down the <laughs> drain. And uh, Tyson just sat back like, what the crap did I sign up for? Well, I thought I was <laughs> I thought I was getting free from all this drama over in Phoenix. Exactly. Take me back to the desert. Who would like, you rather be playing for right now, the Lakers or the Phoenix Suns? Oh, the Suns. Josh Jackson. Hates his team so much, he didn't even show up to a team event where he was supposed to sign autographs. I'm just kidding. I don't know if it's because he hates his team, but he just didn't show up. <laughs> Imagine all those people standing in line waiting. First of all, you're standing in line. Josh Jackson autograph Yeah, signing. first of all, you're standing in line waiting for an autograph from Josh Jackson. And then hmm. you don't get it. And then James Jones shows up and buys beer for everybody. And... <laughs> Who whose autograph would you rather have, James Jones or Josh Jackson? Oh gosh, I guess James, James Jones, Jones got a lot, got a couple titles. That's true. That's true. There be some, there be some like middle aged white man there with a, a card book and with these like clear protectors oh, and with the whole roster and be like, you got to sign this card. I can have my my whole collection. No, then he goes and sells it on eBay. Yeah, for like two dollars. All right, let's take a break. I'm done with I'm done with the Mavericks. I'm done with them for right now. <laughs> That's what our whole podcast is about. What is this podcast called again? Um, locked on is Ma- Mavericks. All right, let's take another break. When we come back, let's talk about our award picks from the beginning of the season. All right, Isaac. So going back to the very beginning of the season, before any of these games were even played, this feels like forever ago. It feels like so oh, long gonna, ago. This is gonna get brutal, ain't it? Not that brutal so far. There is a couple of them that are pretty bad, but uh, we agreed on two, we agree, we agreed on four awards. Oh, and we didn't tell each other before before making these picks. We never do. We agreed on MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and Coach of the Year. Okay. All right, let's go through them uh, from from okay. best to worst. I remember my Coach of the Year. But... Yeah, I do too. <laughs> um. Rookie of the year, we both picked Luca. We're still there. We just had that whole conversation yesterday, so we're not going to talk about that one too much. So if no, you, if you want a conversation about Luca versus Trey and Rookie of the Year and all that, you can listen to our podcast from yesterday. MVP, we both picked Giannis. Feeling pretty good about that one. Yeah, I feel pretty confident about it. I'm working on a video for Free Dawkins right now about how Giannis might be the best player in the NBA right now. He's having an incredible year, and James Harden deserves a lot of love. I, I do I do agree that he deserves a lot of love, but if Milwaukee stays at one and Giannis continues his numbers, that just, yeah, that ain't gonna, he has to win MVP. Exactly. Um, the defensive player of the year, we both had Gobert. Yeah, that one, could, that one could still probably. Yeah, I don't know who's gonna get that award this year. It's I mean, I think Paul George has a good case for it, if he, um, if he doesn't get close in, in MVP, then the, the voters will be like, well, we got to vote him for something, you know. 
Yeah, but man, would Rudy cry then again? <laughs> that's me. That's me. Um, that but mean. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm always a Draymond stand. I'll stand for Draymond when it comes to defense and and all that. But I mean, I I don't know. The, the defensive players were so hard to figure it out sometimes. It's just hard to to uh, it's hard to track defense because there's not many stats for it. And when you watch games, it's kind of hard to see. Like if somebody missed a man, or if you, if that was their scheme the whole time, or you know, there's just so many different factors. Whereas on offense, you can see where the ball is, and you can see where it, when it goes in, and you can see who screws up when they miss a shot or they miss a pass, or you know, something like that. It's just fundamentally harder to evaluate. Sixth man of the year. Oh no no! The, I think the, I remember the, who I no, had. No, the next one is the, this is the last one that we agreed on, and this is the one I think we'll talk about the most. Um, we both picked before the season. Didn't tell each other. We both picked for coach of the year, President Brad Stevens. Yeah, that's not like I mean, it was yeah, a good pick did. before the season. Yeah, but I mean, he's not going to win now. There's no way. Absolutely, I went no on way. to predict that Boston would have their franchise high in wins. I th- I, I mean, I thought Boston would just kill it this year, and I just didn't. I mean. Did anybody see these chemistry issues happen? No, I mean, th- this is my whole take on the Kyrie thing. You know how Kyrie told the season ticket holders, that, "Hey, as long as Boston have, have me, me back, I'm here." Maybe he's tr- he's trying to dig his hole so deep that Boston don't want him back. So then his his comment Simmons, isn't lying. Bill Simmons on record already saying that I'll drive him to the airport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's probably looking at it saying, "You know what? I can't just flat out lie." So I said, if Boston will have me back, so I'm going to say and do all this crap to where they don't want me back. And then that statement's still true. You know, true. next year in New York, he's going to be like, well, you know, they didn't want me back, so. Exactly. I said, you know, if they he wanted scores, me back, I'd be His back. first game, he scores 50. He's like, they didn't want me back, so. <laughs> Some of his comments, though, are uh, interesting. Oh, man. The, the thing about not wanting, he didn't ask for all the cameras and all that. You just shot a movie. You just released a movie this summer. like a mo- Literally shot with cameras. And you, and you say you didn't ask for the cameras and your face and everything. I don't understand. New York media is going to have uh, a lot of fun with him and KD. Good luck next year, Kyrie. Hey, so, sometime in the next few pods, we need to uh, do our guesses for Monstars. Oh, yeah. That's a summer thing for sure. And how many Rich Paul people will be Monstars? Anyway, keep <laughs> summer going. Ben Simmons. Draymond. Draymond. Now, yeah, Draymond. Now. <laughs> that's how he gets in. That was- it's, all, it's all Rich Paul people- Monstars. <laughs> Rich he, Paul comes out as the like cartoon with the guy in the suit. Uh, he was the, coach. Uh, everybody was talking about like, oh, Draymond signed with with Clutch Sports. What does this mean for Draymond's future? Draymond of the Lakers confirmed. Like, no, no, no. He just wanted to be a monster. <laughs> exactly. The, he just wanted to be in the movie. Um, okay, so Brad Stevens not winning Coach of the Year, but the race for Coach of the Year right now is between Coach Bud from Milwaukee, Budenholzer. I, I think it's over. I think Bud's got it. Um. Nate McMillan in Indiana. Yeah. They're they're what? Seven and a half games back from Milwaukee. That's a lot of games. But That's a lot, st- but yeah. still, they're third in the East and they've lost Victor Oladipo for pretty much I mean the whole like two two thirds of the season. Um, who else coached the year? Uh, Michael Malone in Denver. He's definitely yeah. up there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Michael I think Michael Malone will come in second. And then Nick Nurse, maybe. Nick Billy, Nurse. Billy Donovan, uh, Ken, maybe. Kenny Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson. That's probably the other one. 
Yeah, Brooklyn, uh, Rick Carlisle. There's, th- I think it's those three coaches. Igor. <laughs> it's those three coaches. Bu- Coach Bud from Milwaukee, McMillan from Indiana, and then Malone from Denver. Yes, I think I think Bud's got it in the bag. Hey, speaking of Carla, did you see via Tim Cato's Twitter when he was asked about Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> today before the game? Yes, but tell everyone. Tim Cato, direct tweet from uh, the Cato Meister. Rick Carlisle on why Dennis Smith didn't work out in Dallas. He did. He had a triple-double in his last game. Hey, he did his – Dennis Smith Jr. did his job. Came into MSG, Ooh. got that triple-double, and got that trade. Got got KP. Anyway, keep keep going with our award picks. I'm not ashamed for the Brad pick. Oh well. Somebody just tweeted me and said that that please don't. This loss needs no podcast. Um, we do a podcast oh. every day. So yes, uh, we're sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Okay, so if it's not Coach Bud though, you have to pick between McMillan and Malone. Malone. Okay, the Denver Nuggets winning, are, winning. The winning Nuggets are 42 and 21. The Pacers are forty-one and twenty-three. Yeah, they have the almost Pacers the same also, record. The Pacers also play rec league teams about every other night in the East. So, give me give me the Nuggets playing uh, real opponents compared to YMCA teams in the East. I don't know. The Nuggets are they're not playing the the, the rec league do, teams I, are starting to stack up in the in the West. <laughs> I I I, ha, I did say this the other day. Nate McMillan. I used to like trash him as a coach, but he's he's been incredible this year to do that with Oladipo. I mean, I agree that he's in the top three. I just lean towards more wins and what Denver's been able to do to stay at that top two spots of the West pretty much all year. That's really incredible when you don't have a second star alongside Jokic. And really your main star is Jokic and, you know, all that. But Which of these three coaches gets fired first? I'm ready. After they win Coach of the Year. Because it seems like the Coach of the Year gets fired right after they win Coach of the Year frequently. <laughs> Um, blah, blah, blah. let's just say Nate McMillan. Yeah, there's there's a there's a McMillan road, I think, for that. I think I would go McMillan one, Bud two, Malone three. It's just okay. amazing. It's just amazing what they've done in Indiana. Yeah, it is. And if you're gonna it give Milwaukee sure. credit for what they've done, they also play the YMCA teams too. So, but Milwaukee's just they're at one, and they've just taken that next step as a team. Bud came they, in there. They have it their I, superstar though. They have but I saw, I saw, but I saw this tweet there. But they changed the system. I saw this tweet the other day. And it was so true. They said Bud in Milwaukee is, is like starting to remind you of like Steve Kerr taking over for Mark Jackson. Yeah. And it was like you know Jason Kidd, Mark Jackson, who's the worst coach. Uh, but it's just like he came in there and just added that extra you know, umph to their system, change up their system, put these shooters around Giannis and really, I don't know. It just seems like he's maximized everybody's potential for sure. AKA Malcolm Brogdon, AKA future Maverick. Keep going. Let's hope so. Okay. So that's coach of the year. That's where we would have it right now. Sixth man of the year. Oof. Oh man. I know my pick on this one. This one's rough right now, but before the season you picked Terry Rozier, not a bad pick. I went out on a limb and picked it, picked a dark horse, and I picked JJ Redick. He's no longer even a sixth man, so <laughs> that kind of changed. A couple trades changed that really fast with the Jimmy Butler trade and the Tobias Harris trade. Oh, Markel and Markel Fultz getting sent down, getting relegated. <laughs> Mar- Markel Fultz getting assigned to the uh, Orlando Magic. 
who would G you team in Orlando? Who would you have right now? I'm, I, it's a toss up for me between Harold and Demonis Sabonis. Oh, man, that's good. Um, I'd have to kind of look at their numbers. I mean, I love Montrezl Harrell. Um, I just love what. Yeah, that's that's tough. I don't know what to do. It's like Indiana's, you know, the better team. But what hair? We just watched Harold drop thirty something on, on Dallas, so I'm kind of biased. Yeah, we kind of have, yeah, we have the bias, recency bias of watching that game recently. I'll go with Sabonis because of them losing Oladipo and everything you said about McMillan. Yeah, you got to give him something, right? Yeah, I feel like there's another guy in there that should. JJ Barrett would have really gotten some love if he stayed healthy and they like pushed into the playoffs like the A seed. He would have gotten some love. It would be interesting. It would be interesting to yeah. see for sure. Uh, other guys, I guess Lou Williams is kind of always in the conversation. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of anybody else off the top of my head. Yeah, off the top of my head, even think of some of these like Toronto or Boston or Milwaukee, those type. Of, but yeah, I, I think Harold Sabonis. Uh, Sam Amick from the Athletic has this is who he has in his his rec- He recently did a piece on this. He has Sabonis. Spencer Dinwiddie, Harold, and Lou Williams. So Spencer Dinwiddie, the other guy. Okay. Yeah, and Dinwiddie missed some time, but, man, we just watched him tonight. And I wish he didn't sign that extension. I know. He, he'd be nice. He's big, too. He's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. You don't yeah. realize how big he is sometimes. One of the best players on, on Twitter also. I love him. And last but not least, actually, this is the least. This is the worst award. Most improved. <laughs> Most improved. Oh, gosh. I had Brandon Ingram, who, who as of late, if this was the Brandon Ingram we saw all season, then then my this pick wouldn't look as bad. But I picked Brandon Ingram, and you picked Miles Turner, which is a good one. Miles Turner is a really good pick. Hey, I was all in on Miles Turner breakout year. He started off kind of slow, um, but he's in, he's in that defensive player of the year for sure um, conversation too. But yeah, I mean, I, I'll defend your Ingram pick. I, we were both all in on Ingram. I thought he would have an incredible season, but uh, of course, I didn't. You know. Playing with LeBron's not easy, so yeah, I think he gets his own team. Whatever they, if they make a trade or not, if they did make the AD trade, I think he would do you know pretty good in New Orleans if he has a system around it. Yeah, that would, it would be interesting to see that him or Jason Tatum, depending on what happens. Yeah, I mean, Tatum's still better. For, still. for most improved, um, Sam Amick had Pascal Siakam or De'Aaron Fox. I feel like that's who it's between. Yeah, I'd give it to Siakam. I think I would too, because De'Aaron Fox is the second year. So the you know players kind of changed around and they really changed the system they they went yeah. from the, the slowest team in the league last year to the second fastest team i mean that, that's not wow. a personal improvement that's just a style change <laughs> if i put on twitter a poll of saying which two players would you want to start your franchise with how lopsided would this be and just tell me how lopsided on one side mitchell and tatum on the other side fox and siakam Wait, so you get to those two players? Yeah, you get to pick one of those two groups of players. Majority be, of people it, yeah. would still pick Mitchell and Tatum, right. right? But I wonder if I wonder how much. It'd be pretty I think it'd be pretty lopsided. Yeah. I think I might okay. go with Fox and Siakam in that that scenario though. Okay. Maybe another year in it. We'll see. Yeah. There you go. That's our award picks. You got anything else you want to say about our award predictions? Oh gosh, uh, no. Or about I mean, Dwight I, Powell in general. <laughs> Brad Stevens and Rozier. I just thought Boston have uh, just an off the charts year this year, and they obviously have not. And I'm curious to see what they do in the playoffs. Um, 
Uh, you know, Dallas played the Nets tonight. How far do you think the Nets could go in the playoffs? I think they could Second. win. I think they could win a round, but it really depends on who they're going to play. Because right now they get matched up against Toronto, and they're—I mean—they're winning one game against Toronto. Yeah, but if they play or they play Indiana, that's where it could get interesting. I'm not—I'm not saying that I'll like rush home to turn my TV on for that series, but <laughs> that's the NBA TV series for sure. Yes, for sure. But are you excited for the playoffs? I'm so excited for the playoffs, and the Mavericks are probably not going to be in it. But I'm just ready for playoff basketball. It's a whole different ball game. Uh, than what this regular season is. I'm very interested. I am not interested in Indiana-Detroit, which is what the current first-round matchup would be. No. Can you tell me the what the first-round matchup in the West for the Lakers is? It would currently be uh, the team that is two above the Golden State Warriors at one right now. So, <laughs> Or if you took it and you uh, had had all 16, like no conferences, the Lakers would be the 16th seed right now. <laughs> playing the worst <laughs> playing the worst <laughs> or milwaukee no milwaukee might have the best record they do, yeah. Right oh, yeah yeah the milwaukee does oh well games. all right there you go that's our word picks that's another classic edition of locked on mavericks classic edition peace <laughs> out boom <laughs> <laughs>